Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello and welcome <clears throat> to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is August 2nd, 2022. This is episode 159, and I am Eric Peterson, and with me is Daniel Garcia. How are you doing, Daniel? Hey, Eric. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. You are welcome. Glad to have you here. And me thank too. you to our sponsor, Order Solutions, the makers of all your favorite box products out there. Cold Box, Command Box, Forge Box, Test Box, and many more. You can say thank you by coming into the box. It is in a month. We're very excited and also very nervous now. <laughs> With one month left, I'm like, oh no, I have to get it done. Uh, uh, you can like this and subscribe to our videos on YouTube. Star and fork our repos on GitHub. Subscribe to this podcast and our other podcasts. Sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, which releases new content every week. Buy something from our awesome Box Life store, which is our uh, merch store. And we are still hawking the 102 Cold Box Quick Tips and Tricks over on Gumroad. That's a really good book. I bought it, I read it, and I enjoyed it. So go buy it and read it and enjoy it yourself. Not you, but internet land uh i see uh adam is in the chat he's saying gavin's looking better than usual today i'm not sure if he's talking about you eric or me i'm gonna assume you and not me i, but, uh, I don't know uh, <laughs> we'll let adam tell us <laughs> oh man um as always uh patreon supporters you can support us on there we have 37 patreons providing 100 of the funding for our modernized drive podcast mm -hmm. Um, we'll get the link down there. And um, our goal, we're still 44% of the way to fully fund the hosting of Forgebox. And I got some links I will post there, Eric. I got caught up in your uh, in your dialoguing, and I apologize. I'll get those in a minute. But <laughs> moving on to news and announcements. Um, in case you missed it, uh, Adobe Developer Week was last week on July 18th to 22nd. It's back. All the recordings are posted up there. Um it was great. Lots of sessions. Our own Luis and Gavin did their presentations as well. Um, we'll get the links out there and take a look. And thank you, Adobe, for doing this. It's fantastic for us in the community and, well, for everybody, really. That's right. I do believe that that was two weeks ago now. It's kind of crazy to think it's gone that quickly. And, well, uh, the show notes say last week, so I should think and not just read what's on the teleprompter. <laughs> And we will uh, have a kind of a follow-up news from that in just a little bit in our releases section. Uh, in case you missed it, there was a neat article that our very own Brad Wood wrote about how the CFML perform compared to other languages. Uh, this is using the Tech Empower performance benchmarks, which is a set of benchmarks that any language can implement. They run a bunch of Docker containers and see the performance. So... You can go see how uh, native CFML does, both Adobe and Lucy, how Coldbox does, and compare it to all different languages. And uh, it is probably about, let's see, mostly what you expect, which is some languages do better in some tests than others. But CFML is uh, it's up there in many of the benchmarks, so that was fun to see. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. Way to go, Brad, and, and getting all that. Then I like how you posted that and a flurry of activity across all the different channels. And that's good. That's nice. Um, so next, there was a Adobe Code Fusion and Lucy Roundtable Part 3, The Future of CFML with Charlie Earhart, Gerd Franz, Mark Jern, Ben Nadell. Um, they go ahead and talk about the, um, it's an episode of the CFLI podcast with Michaela Light, talking about Code Fusion and Lucy and how they compare, contrast, and features and all sorts of good stuff. So check that out. Well worth the listen. Definitely. And like I alluded to at the beginning, I guess it wasn't alluded. It was just said it right out. Into the box is one month away. So if you have Holy not gotten your, your tickets, now is the time. One month until the start of the pre-conference, the workshops, <clears throat> and then our two days of awesome content. So have you started your presentations yet, Eric? <laughs> Um, I'm still, yes and no. I'm in the, I have to build the library that I'll talk about in the presentation. Because <laughs> I'm I'm doing mine on, on queues and I'm building a companion library to help that out. And uh, I'm really excited about it. And I think the library's like, I think we're at the like 70% mark. Like the okay. coding's almost done and it's ready for docs. <laughs> nice. So... Nice. I uh, need to get on in the, the ball here. <laughs> you got one month. <laughs> I have a month. Uh, yeah. I uh, I don't want to think about that right now. Let's go on to happier things. All right. Well, let's talk about <laughs> new releases then. New releases and updates. <clears throat> okay. We do have a CF config now supports schedule tasks in Lucy. Awesome. Thank you to a sponsor for doing that. CF config now supports importing, exporting schedule tasks for Lucy server. Adobe already had it, but this is awesome that we got in Lucy. Um, go ahead and give it a test. We'll get the link out there. And thank you for doing that. Also, hot off the presses today is Coldbox 6.8. Woohoo! Right. So this has um, a few bug fixes, a couple improvements, and even a couple new features. My favorites are uh, for the async engine and scheduled tasks. They now funnel through logbox so if you have errors oh, nice. it's going to logbox so thank goodness because that was a little frustrating to always have to i i this sounds like a big first world problem now but to look <laughs> up my own logging goodness so but now if you have errors it will go to your logbox error handler all of your appenders categories anything like that applies Nice. I think you've been waiting for that for a little while, haven't you? I, I feel like you've talked about that before. And... Yeah, I, and Luis and I have been working on improving mm. the async engine and getting ready for our workshop coming up at Into the Box. So nice, that's nice one of my favorite things about giving talks and sessions and workshops is I get to improve the tools because I have to teach it. And if it doesn't do what I want, ooh, let's get it to do what I want. Oh, man. I'm still waiting for the... Uh, the new templates where you know at Eric mode, where you just get the bare minimum of what oh. you need to be productive, versus Louis mode where you get everything, and the kitchen sink, and the Brad mode where you get most things, and a polite invitation to read the documentation. So coming, coming something. <laughs> uh, oh man! Oh Eric asked a. Or I'm sorry, Scott Steinbeck asked a question about your playwright integration with Testbox. Do I have, have that session that? as well? <laughs> if so, oh, um, it's not written yet, but I at least have the code done on that one. <laughs> so, well, thank oh, you man. for the reminder. 
<laughs> we got a month, right? And Will, good evening to you too, sir. Okay, so another big news. Um, the Adobe CFML VS Code extension was released. It's in public beta. So that Ooh. is awesome. We'll get the link out there. Um, I installed it. I'm starting to play with it. Um, Eric, I think you're kind of playing with it too. And we'll probably haven't played with it enough yet well, to have any good feedback yet, right? I mean, does it work <laughs> for you? I mean, I, I hate to do that like live on the podcast, but... Throughout the private beta and now in the public, I I install it and none of the create a project or a server or anything buttons work. I usually get an error about the language server not starting. Um, I haven't played enough with it yet. I was yeah. out last. I tried and, to uh, give feedback on the, you know, during the private beta. I didn't see any fixes come out for it, though. So I don't know if I'm in the special case, you know, uh, M1 Mac, but uh disable all the extensions and everything and it just doesn't doesn't do anything (laughs) oh eric you are a special case every day yeah well scott in the (laughs) chat says he's having trouble as well i know he's on the m1 mac as well scott's special i know that they don't support linux uh like officially so maybe this is a a a nix problem i don't know but if you have yours working i'd love to hear about it because it sounds great in theory well, I installed it, but again, I didn't play with it as much yet. I just, I, I was at a conference. I had, I'm catching up. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. I'm sorry I said anything. Move on. For, for everyone else not on a Mac, VS Code extension released to public beta. Woo! I, I really want it to work just for, uh, I mean, it has a language server backing it, and it can do things like uh, renaming a function across your whole project, you know, like where it's. You rename it in in one place in the component, and it renames everywhere you're using it. That sounds amazing. Um, not just like fancy find and replace, but like going through an, an abstract, abstract syntax tree. I don't know. I hope it works. I'm excited to see what they come out with. And to remind everybody, too, on the uh, Adobe Dev Week, um, there are a couple of recordings out there in sessions talking about it, too. So uh, check those out as well. All right. Um, well, let's talk about some webinars, meetups, and workshops. Awesome. Okay. So, in case you missed it, our Ordis webinar from July, the legacy migration follow-up using Codebox with an existing code base. That was July 29th last week. Dan Card presented a follow-up to his June webinar. Um, we do have the recording out there in CFCast. We'll get the link and go check that out. Dan is doing some awesome webinars with this, going from legacy and how to modernize and what you can do. You don't have to do it all at once. It's not a band-aid. You can do a very measured staged approach for this. And um so yeah, check them out. And coming up, the next orders webinar will be the end of August and it is an into the box preview on August 26th at 11 a.m. Central Time. So we will have a, few, a round table members of the Ordis team giving you a sneak preview into the workshops the sessions and all fun things into the box, the mariachi band. I'm not sure what else. Maybe we'll have another uh, special dance session from Edgardo. We'll see. (laughs) Now he's on the hook. I said it live on the podcast. Yeah, that means it's going to (laughs) happen. Okay, so um, as always, we want to talk about the Adobe workshops. We have some different Adobe workshops coming up. We talk about it every week because we want to promote them every week. So the next one is Tuesday, August 9th at 9 a.m. 
Oh my gosh. Australian they, Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. I was looking at the show notes earlier and I saw EST. I'm like, oh wait, I missed the A. <laughs> so Australian Eastern Standard Time with Brian Sappy. We'll get the link. The next one is Thursday, August 18th, 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, making games with Adobe Confusion with Mark Takata. And we also get the list of all of them up there as well. And Scott was saying that was fun to see. I don't know what he was talking about. The Edgardo dance. The mariachi. I have to guess it's the Edgardo dance. That was my favorite part. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about CFCast and what's come out this week. In Logbox, we've had one new video, sending logs to Slack with a custom appender. That was a fun video to record. Um, showing just how Logbox can send your logs anywhere, even places we haven't even thought of yet. Uh, the orders webinar for July is up, as we've talked about with Dan Card, as well as the updated ForgeBox module of the week and VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. Coming soon, more Logbox. There are three videos left. There will be one dropping this week and two more very shortly. I'm sad to see this one done. It's been a fun one to work on. I've been watching um, all these, Eric, and you're doing a really nice job on them. Well, thank you. Uh, coding with the Kiwi and Friends, more Forgebox and VS Code podcast snippet videos, and then the next big series are Boxwine, the third-party library from Mr. Gavin Picken, and a series on Coldbox Elixir by myself. I am looking forward to that one. I, I feel like it's one of our tools that I don't really have much visibility into. I had everyone talking about it. it. Seems like the cool thing to do. I just am not cool enough yet. But someday, after yeah. I watch it, you know. If you need it, you need it. If you don't, you don't. No worries. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. So, conferences and training. So, as we mentioned before, in case you missed it, the Adobe Developer Week 2022 was two weeks ago, apparently, not the show notes, <laughs> July 18th through 22nd. Um, again, we had Gavin and Louise present. Um, we had a lot of other great presentations as well. Uh, a couple of them are on the VS Code extension, so please do check that out and let us know what you think. Um, but thank you to everybody who presented. Um, some, A lot of our friends are up there too. I'm not going to name everybody because it'd take too long, but just know that it's appreciated what you do for the community. Thank you. Um, also, in case you missed it, this one was last week, was that conference. And Daniel, you were our star speaker there. How was it? It was fantastic. I, You know, those conferences are so great. You learn a lot, but really for me, a big takeaway is just how you know, it kind of revs you up and excites you and gets you motivated. And you come back with like a dozen things that you want to do. Of course, you can't do 12 things, but you want to do it. And that, that feels really cool. Um, I did get to hang out a little bit with Ray Camden was there. We had lunch fun. one of the days and was in one of his sessions and... So some friendly faces, so it's always nice. But yeah, it, it's a great conference. Uh, it really is. I think they had about 950 people attend. Um, it, it was it was nice. That's awesome. I'm glad it was a good experience for you. Yeah, I, I really look forward to it. We'll see if I can do it again next year. Um, but our next conference is Into the Box, September 6th, Ooh. 7th, and 8th in Houston, Tejas, Texas. Um, again, the one-day workshops uh, before the two-day conference. We'll get the conference website up there. I know, Eric, you're doing a, a workshop. You want to just plug yourself really quick? Yeah, Luis and I together will be doing the asynchronous workshop. 
Um, so that's I should know the official title, but everything about <laughs> async Ace programming, especially using cold boxes async engine, which for the record is available in our standalone wire box, so you do not have to have a cold box app to use it. And um, you know, talking about transitioning from synchronous programming into the async mindset some strategies pitfalls and tactics to use to make that as painless as possible nice and i'll plug my own well i should say i'll plug gavin's but i'm gonna be there as his gopher uh the vue.js spa and mobile app with rest apis workshop we're going to build a rest api show you all the cool things you can do with it um, and then build a quasar front end so you can interact with the rest api we're going to be building out a video game or a game to play um, if you've been hanging out, Patreon supporters on the coding with Kiwi, he's kind of doing some of the sneak peeks on some of the stuff and talking through some areas, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that as well. A little sad that I can't go to your session, Eric, or John's session, or Dan's, or Brad's, but it's still going to be fun. Right. There's always so much to choose from. It's hard. That is the problem when you go to our conferences, right? So... Oh, well, that's a good problem to have. Good problem to have, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so coming up after that, about a month later, is the uh, Cold Fusion Summit, um, October 3rd and 4th. Um, the CF Summit Conference at the Mirage in Las Vegas. Uh, October 5th will be the uh, ACP, or Adobe Certified Professional, um, training and classes as well. Registration is now open. Go ahead and check that out. And... Uh... I have heard that uh, at least some of the speaker invites are going out. Isn't that right, Mr. Garcia? You have heard correct. <laughs> I did get an invite yesterday. I'll be doing uh, easier API development and testing using Postman, Site, and Ngrok to enhance your workflow. Um, so I'm very excited. I've never spoken at CF Summit before. Um, so I'm very excited, looking forward to it, and it's, it's going to be great. Awesome. I look forward to seeing that there in person. Yeah. And we will let all of you know, listening, when all the speakers drop. It doesn't look like it's on their site yet. So for now, you just get the sneak peek that Daniel Garcia will be there speaking. Yes. And I hope that's not a deterrent because... <laughs> Never. Oh, come on. I'd be sad. <laughs> oh, by the way, it looks like Will is saying that, Eric, your workshop would be his favorite workshop. So that's nice. Well, the good news is being an asynchronous workshop, even if it isn't right now, it could be in the future. <laughs> that I joke and many there. more available. <laughs> I see what you did there. Nice. All right. After CF Summit, the next two days, October 5th and 6th, we have the Ordis CF Summit training with Luis Mahano and Gavin Picken. This is our... Coldbox Zero to Mega Hero. I love how this just keeps getting bigger. Mega Hero. We had Zero to Hero, then Hero to Superhero, and now Zero to Mega Hero. I mean, we didn't even do a Superhero to Mega Hero. So you're getting everything here. REST APIs, Vue.js mobile app, Coldbox, led by Luis and Gavin. Uh, $800 early bird pricing in the luxurious Aria Executive Hospitality Suite. We would love to see you there. Yes, we would. I'd like to go to that. I wonder if I get a discount. I'm going to work for Ortis. <laughs> or at least it's going to make me take a test first and be like, let's see how you do first, and we'll charge you accordingly. <laughs> like, oh, I'm paying full price. Okay. 
<laughs> so after the summit, we get Instabox Latam 2022 Latin America. It's December 5th or 7th. I thought they announced it already. Sorry. My guess is December 7th. It's a Wednesday, but I don't want to commit that in stone. More information is still coming very soon. So just know that it's that week in December. If you're in El Salvador and want to come to Into the Box Latam, I was going to say come join us in Spanish, but I'm not that far along in Duolingo to know how to say that yet. But <laughs> someday. <laughs> someday. And then um, we mention this all the time because it makes us sad, but hopeful. Uh, there's no CF camp for 2022, but we're hoping for summer of 2023. Um, there's just, you know, it, it is what it is. We know what's going on in the world. And so we'll keep yeah. keep it alive. It's hopefully, you know, it'll be back. Yep. And for any more conference needs, check out comps.tech for some of the conferences listed above and many more. Jumping into some blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. We will start off with generating common blog files with Jasper. Now, Jasper is my new favorite thing to follow along with. It is a static site generator completely written with command box and CFML. And so today, um, Robert here said he wants to be able to generate templates just with CFML. So like other static site languages will use other... um, template languages, you know, Pug, uh, Liquid, and he wants it to be CFML. And so he showed a couple where he could generate a sitemap, talked about the scopes and the metadata in there. So great read. I continue to be excited about this. I've even put in a couple pull requests to it, um, mostly because I don't have a blog right now because I hate running a server. for. I don't want to run a server for my dinky blog. So I blog on Ordis. But if I want my own, <laughs> this would be awesome. I can put that up on GitHub Pages. It's free. I don't pay any money. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, so I keep playing with it. It's, it's fun. <laughs> DigitalOcean also, I think, has a free tier for static sites. Yeah. If you wanted to be cool. I also feel like I can't keep up with all your favorite things. You're kind of like Oprah in that regard. I feel like we need like, <laughs> Eric's favorite things. That's why, and, that's like, why we have the podcast. Is each week we have a different favorite thing. I know we need to have it like we need, I don't know, maybe a blog entry somewhere, Eric, or a website. Eric's favorite things. I don't have a website. That's the whole problem. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll, a sticky note or something we can tweet or something, but yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. So our next post is from our own very well DeBrunis in the chat. Uh changing code box and module behavior without changing the module. This is pretty cool. Um at a very high level. If you've got a module that you're using, you like it, but you want to change some of the functionality of it, you've got really three options. One, don't and just, you know, live with it. <laughs> Two, go into the code and change it yourself locally, which is not good because when you update, it could wipe it out. Three, you know, do a pull request on it to see if the, uh, the person will accept your change and make it permanent, which, you know, might be hit or miss. Or four, I did say three, but I really mean four. You could do it will suggesting and actually make your own module with extends that module and um and just kind of do what you need to do to the parts you want to do and then use the rest as is. So it's actually a really nice uh uh common way of doing it. Or let Eric change it. It's funny you say that because I was reading this and I'm like, Eric, you told me about this like a year ago when I first started with Ordis. You don't like something, just make a new module and extend it. 
Yeah, I mean that's the beauty of open source, right? Is it's actually your code when you when you download it, and any changes you make are all on you. And um, yeah. this is these are good ways to do it. I I think I would add the one caveat that if you are um, adjusting a module like this, either by committing it to your source control or using this technique of overriding a module mapping, make sure to pin your installation to an exact version of that module. Oh. Yeah. Because you are not guaranteed anything that's not <laughs> documented, you know. Like if you're re like, I'm just thinking in um, in QB. If you were to reach in and like switch out query utils, I you I can change that anytime I want. I didn't give it to you. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like the best long term options are just suck it up and live with it, or work with the uh, committer and. Uh, I think I think there's nothing wrong with with forking and putting your own or we even have uh, repos that we've committed uh, different modules into it to make the changes. I think all these are are good and it just depends on on the moment that you're in and what you need to do with it. So that's true. Um, but because with the with the PR I, I, as a maintainer of many projects <laughs> is um Every all the every piece of code needs to be maintained, and if it's not something I understand, and I'm going to say yes, I'll maintain it. That's that's a huge like commitment from from me again, especially if I don't understand exactly what the code's doing. So Same. usually it's not a your code sucks. It's just a that's not what I need, and I don't <laughs> want to take on the responsibility. And then you're frustrated later when I don't keep it up. So I, I think. I think all of these have their place and just because a PR is not accepted does not mean you did anything wrong or worse. Sometimes it's just, Hey, the person that wrote the module doesn't need to use it that way. And so they're going to, they'll let you go fork it and make your own module. And maybe yours will become the more popular one. You know, oh, that's true. So my yeah. takeaway from what you just said, Eric is it's a big commit, no pun intended for you to, uh, <laughs> Get it, commit, commit. Anyway, you say no pun intended, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is pun intended. <laughs> or uh, if somebody maybe slips you some Legos or some Star Wars swag with the PR, they might get, at least get some eyes on it. Is that uh, the other? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Not. All right. So all of this was actually, I think, piggybacked off of Will's second article or first article, as it may have been about how to get a visitor's real IP address in CFML. Um, as he mentioned in the article, this used to be easy. You just looked at the CGI scope. But uh, now in the the world of the internet as it is today with load balancers, CDNs, firewalls, proxies, all that, you usually have to do a, a few other things. Um, X forwarded for is a kind of de facto standard header um, that you can see the remote IP and proxy IPs all through. Uh, different load balancers might add their own headers in there. Um, and so there, uh, this article talks about getting that. I know that CB Security has a method for getting the real IP by going through the X4 for, and I believe there's even a module that uh, Gavin wrote that's for it. But as uh, Will said, if it doesn't do what you want, he was able to use the tricks and uh, tools in the other article to modify CB security to get the real IP the way he wanted it to be. So 
Yep. And I posted the link to uh to Gavin's thing. It's funny, he actually calls it get real IP, which is I think what Will calls it in his blog article. So great minds think alike. Uh so Gavin doesn't have this module yet, but he will write it. It's there. I posted it. Or maybe this is a, a different thing. There's versions of it. Oh, we'll see. Maybe it's an improvement. March twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-two. So I'm not sure what that is, Gavin, but we got it with your name on it in Forgebox. <laughs> hey, I'm using it. I'm using it on projects already. Okay, there we it's go. It's handy. It's okay. So uh, the next one is uh, integrating Coldbox with existing code series three. The first module includer code. This is the Dan Card series we mentioned earlier. Um, he's been doing webinars on refactoring legacy code, and a question came up about using Coldbox with existing code. And now they don't have to convert everything at once. You can kind of run them side by side and slowly migrate. And so um, I'm not going to go too deep into it right now, but go ahead and we'll post the link to it. Check it out. Dan's doing a great job on this. It's all going to culminate in his workshop session at Into the Box. So you see how everything kind of blows with everything else. That's right. All right. Our last Article of the week is from Matthew Clemente. This is use array set to initialize an array of a specific size. Um, so I love this because, like he said, this is very useful when creating like test information. Uh, maybe you're putting together to get putting together a demo. Maybe you are writing tests and you need an array of a certain size, um, and you just need it to be like a dummy array that you can loop over. Well, array set will let you say, this is how many um, indexes I need set in the array by default. And it will even, in the third parameter, let you put a value into it. Mm. Um, so his example, he set, he creates an array of 10 items, all with high in there, you know. Um, and then you can even map after that, right? You've created 10, you can map it and do something random, put a random mm. number in it. So you can see how you can quickly create a bunch of data instead of having to do a for loop from I one to 10, you know? So very nifty. I love functional programming chain. So it was fun to see like that. Uh, check out his article. He has one where he gets a random user, uh, three random users using this tactic. Hmm. And I do know that immediately after there was at least, I believe um, Brad and Adam Cameron both, asked if there was a way to pass a function in as that third <laughs> argument to supply. Um, there are tickets in both Adobe and Lucy, but so right now you have to map after the fact. So that's not the end of the world, but yeah, I get, I get your, get their point. Yep. So, yep. Thank you for that. Uh, that tip. I didn't even know a race set was a method. So <laughs> either is on CF function, docs? built in function. It sure is. CF docs always has it. It's just, you just got to go dig in there someday, I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess. I'm always surprised that I didn't know this was there. This was a thing. Right. Same. When did this happen? All right. So that takes us out of the blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. And we are in to find a job on our friends at getcfmljobs.com. There are 116 cold fusion positions from 62 companies across 55 locations and five countries. This week, there were no new jobs listed, but you can still take a look at all of those open positions, as well as check out some of our other job links. Order Solutions has our own on our about-us slash careers page. 
There is a job opening at Tomorrow's Guide for a senior Cold Fusion developer. It's remote and UK-based. And there is also the jobs channel in both the CFML Slack team and the Box Team Slack team. We should have thought that name through. Box Team Slack team. Box Team Slack team. Slack box. Slack box. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about our Forgebox module of the week. Okay, so this one is Route Visualizer. Um, basically, you install it. It'll map out all your routing tables for any Cobox 4 Plus application. So old school 4 Plus. Just drop into your module folder and use the or use the box CLI to install. I said CLI again. They're going to make fun of me. The box CLI to install. <laughs> Uh, but once you install it, you go to the slash route visualizer, route hyphen visualizer URL, um, and you can see all your different routes. So it's very handy if you're doing all your API stuff, if you got modules with some modules with some modules, if you're very hierarchical, as we like to build things here at Ortis, um, you can kind of see all the, the routes, dig in, drill down, and see what's happening. Because sometimes what you think might be happening might not be happening, especially in your uh, router config, if you're not careful on on the placement of your routes. Absolutely. And when you're coming into an application for the first time, when you're coming back after a while, like the first step to debugging anything is, okay, this where does this URL start? And this is a great place to go see what that would match and where you need to start looking in the code. Where does Coldbox think this should go versus what I think it should go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, step one of debugging. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. The VS Code yes. hint, tip, and trick of the week uh, is a really simple but nice one called Hungry Delete. So mm. the impetus behind this is when you are deleting a chunk of code and you want to close the gap between them, instead of just you know like highlighting in between the code to get rid of all the white space, you can use this keyboard shortcut. It's either control backspace on Windows and Linux or alt backspace on Mac. And it will delete from your cursor to the closest non-white space. So it's best shown off. So I will bring it up here on my screen. Well, you can see them doing uh, multiple backspaces up here trying to bring this catch up to the then. That just is annoying. But if you come down to with Hungry Delete, they put their cursor on the catch. They hit the keyboard shortcut, and it jumps all the way up to the parentheses. So if this is something that fulfills uh, that use case for you, if you're often hitting backspace forever because of white space, this could be a very nice extension yes i feel like some of your favorite extensions are ones that allow you to have less stuff on the screen make the code simpler and less cluttered i mean my vs code i turn off most of the things like you know there's (laughs) the activity bar that's gone all the things at the bottom that's gone i hide the sidebar i just don't i just want to see the code you want a piece of paper and a virtual pen. So I think it's just because I'm very easily distracted. It's just like if something's over there, I'm like, especially if it has a badge, that's the worst. 
Like, what's that badge? Get that badge away. Slack has to be closed in many cases during my workday. Because otherwise, I'm like, wait, there's something bold on the side. I must see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were sharing. I remember we were sharing a screen early on. You are showing me something. You're like, what the heck, dude? We have, like, tons of things, like, like a Vegas, uh, Vegas strip of, like, lights and blinking things and billboards and yeah well, hey, we all work through. differently so it's all good but yes i do hide many things <laughs> <laughs> nice oh and adam says he likes that so Worth adam's it. Of approval uh oh will mentioned about the there is a module but it's not using other order modules yet but that's what he wants to do so okay we'll follow up with gavin on that Maybe it's I think a, a coding with the Kiwi activity is go make pull requests for that to be in all the different places. Yeah, I'm having fun. I've been going to most of them when I'm available, and I'm having fun with Gavin and everyone else, and it's a good time. So if you're a Patreon, it's nice to see you in there. If you're not a Patreon, sign up, and you can come hang out. With and with Gavin. that segue, let's tell you about Patreon. I shall. So thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Um, Eric will come up with an adjective for you by the time I'm done speaking. But these are the individuals personally supporting us. Uh, all open source initi initiatives, command box, forage box, code box, content box, test box, and all the other boxes. I got to take bigger breaths when I talk about our box portfolio. Box folio. Folio box, whatever. Um, forge box, CFcast, everything else. You can support us here on Patreon. We'll get the link out there. Don't forget, we do have annual memberships. If you pay by the year, you save 10%, which is great for businesses, but also great for anybody, I would think. I like saving 10%. So um, we have bronze packages on up. You get the Forgebox Pro and CFCast subscriptions as a perk. All Patreon supporters have their own profile badge on the community website. Um, you have your own private forum access on our community um, Slack team as well, the box team. And of course, you get to live stream with the Kiwi, Gavin, and friends. So community.ordersolutions.com will get that link out there to you as well. And I would love to read the names of our spirited Patreon supporters today. There it is. Thank you so much <laughs> to John Wilson with Synaptrics, Brian Gidinelli of Haggerty Motorsport Reg, Jordan Clark, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jonathan Perrette, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media, Dean Monder, Will DeBrun, Joseph Lamery, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Laksma Tuchahadi, Carl Von Stetten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lesnicki, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck of Agri Tracking Systems, Ben Nadell, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, Jason Diger, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabezas, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mongi, John Wish, Kevin Wright, and Peter Amiri. Thank you for your support of Order Solutions and especially of this podcast. Well, thanks for joining us today, everybody. We hope you have a great one, and we will see you again next week. Yes, yeah, we will. Thanks, see everyone. Thanks for all the chatters. See ya. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, 
where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.